0: Hello and welcome back to Black O'Cal I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a double dose of Rick and Morty, season one, episodes five and six. Knee Seeks and Destroy, written by Ryan Ridley, directed by Brian Newton, and Rick Potion number nine late on love potion number nine written by justin Rowland. did i read that right i think right. i think so and stephen sandoval it's late i'm tired <laughs> not in a uh, not in a mentally exhausted tired more in a physically exhausted tired i have children over as seems to be a concise thing going on my weekends next week i'm like look i don't want to see anybody quite frankly i'm gonna want my child to go as well (laughs) go over somebody's house i do not care go spend some time with your aunt i could care less but you got to go i need a full 24 hours by myself but alas uh we're not here to discuss my personal life you can check the jones chronicles for that no we are here to discuss this double dose of uh two really good episodes um i will say i like me seeks and destroy more than rick potion number nine just because it was gross and disgusting about halfway through i love the concept of it but very quickly i was i was grossed out so let's start with the Six and Destroy which I gave a 9.7 out of 10. I thought this was very eye-opening as far as the dynamic between Rick and Morty. And then you have the dynamic playing out between the people who don't, you know, the portion of the family that don't go on these insane missions and is Uh, exposed to not only uh, alternative dimensions but we find out alternate realities which I suppose is pretty much the same thing but they go into that concept they lean in all the way in episode six in a way that is set up in this episode which starts with him killing his entire family which is very, very traumatizing for Morty because despite them or him being told, you know, they, they, they were like, uh, not your real thing, so they don't matter. It still felt real to him. So he wants to take a break from the adventures. Uh, Morty says, well, well, no, it starts with Rick saying, hey you don't know what it's like to be in charge and then Morty's saying well i want to be in charge of my own adventures and if it goes successfully then every third adventure i want to be in charge of and rick says fine but then only agrees to ten <laughs> every tenth adventure morty can go on and i like the way he he uh balanced this out in the end like yeah the universe is fucked up in a crazy place i was right however there needs to be some type of hope otherwise we can get lost in all of that darkness i think that was the the takeaway from this episode so i love how both of them got there they both learned also to lean in or be more cognizant of what the other person is saying because unfortunately morty learned how dark the universe truly is the rest of the family constantly is asking rick to do things for them and after the last time with the the puppy the dog i wouldn't be so eager to try out one of his devices because we know that it can go wrong especially if he's not here to tell us and warn us things are going south so he leaves them with a mr Meeseeks box i'm mr meeseeks look at me meeseeks are a blue bean that is once given a task completes said task and then poofs and disappears that's their whole purpose they are told to use it with caution and to keep things simple everyone pick something with Jerry thinking he picked the most simple thing which is to take two strokes off of his golf game. Beth has a very abstract request as well as Summer cuz she wants to be popular and she uh Beth wants to be a more complete woman and they go off with their me seeks. Back to we're gonna just finish up the uh, the Rick and Morty part and then we'll get back to the Meeseeks disaster since it is the title of the episode. So at first they get to a, a village. <laughs> they are looking for heroes. They're very poor and they need someone to to go up to the <laughs> the beanstalk like Jack and the Beanstalk and take some of their gold so that the villagers have money rick and morty sign up for that except when they get up there (laughs) jack was drinking too much slipped and fell and cracked his head and most likely died from uh from blood loss we're hot guess what you're not you are dead 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 he's very hillbilly wife and child come in and trap both rick and morty accuse them of the crime they're arrested they're put on trial (laughs) they take his portal gun so he's like man if they drop the soap in here we're just gonna die (laughs) but luckily they are rescued because they were never read their rights and thus they can't be charged with the crime they leave the courthouse and there's these long ass steps to get down they see a morty spot a bar and one of the steps goes in there's these crazy looking creatures there's one that crawls into the wall that is so disgusting ugh and then there's this woman with some big old fake boobies, names off some nonsensical bullshit, and <laughs> Rick has about had enough. To take it I'm not the type of guy. Morty puts his foot down, stop cocking and my adventure, bitch and goes into the restroom tells him if you ain't happy when i come back don't be here he starts to talk to the jelly bean in the bathroom who cheers him up to just go with the adventure and don't be concerned because it is going a little off the rails then he physically assaults him tells him not to be a fucking tease i mean it got dark real quick real quick took him in the stall tried to basically rape him. Morty had to fight back <laughs> and because it's jelly bean you uh, it, it uh, bakes up for the fact that it's really blood all over him because he beat the shit out of that man. Then he leaves the the, the restroom goes to Rick who's playing for Smeckles. He's having fun. he had been singing some karaoke and he's like you know what you're right i was being an ass earlier this is your adventure i'm starting to have fun now uh morty's like no you were right i really want to go home he's crying searching for the portal gun rick notices the the jelly bean coming out of the bathroom and that's a death glare i'm gonna kill
1: you not today not tomorrow
0: but I'm gonna kill you. He doesn't want Morty's impression of the world to be ruined in this moment, so he takes the Smeckles, pays Slippery to take him down the steps, drops the rest of the money off to the villagers. They show up with their king, and it's Jelly Bean. Uh Morty eventually uh very quickly wants to leave. And before <laughs> <laughs> when Rick leaves. He pushes the little boy out of the way so you don't have to see. He murders the jelly bean king. Don't call it a
1: comeback.
0: Do not mess with his grandson. Back to the Bath Summer situation. Summer quickly. Gets a pep rally at the school and <laughs> becomes popular. The principal vagina tries to get his number, but he pussy. like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll just get your information from Summer." He had one of the best lines in episode six, which is, "You wouldn't bring dead babies." To... <laughs> oh my God! I forgot now. You wouldn't bring dead babies to a Passover. <laughs> because he's talking about the flu oh oh that's hilarious um so beth is on a date with her seeks and she's talking about the fact that she's in a rut in her life and she really didn't have a lot i mean she's kind of pathetic too like oh i put myself through horse surgery school <laughs> she's she she wants to be so much more than she is and she really wants to get out of her marriage she also tries to kiss the me seeks before it poops away first is like would you like some more wine i think i've had enough but she does realize that she needs some self-love she goes and gets her hair done comes back home with beth and realizes that her husband still has not done anything with his stroke game they was at the golf course it was failing the meese got some more another meese to try to help now there's like a hundred of them he uh goes into the kitchen they're like yeah our seats were gone hours ago and then beth is like you're gonna lose your wife don't you see her because she's like you see my hair she's like uh he, he doesn't <laughs> then she starts crying i'm like that is so ridiculous so <laughs> like uh beth is really rude i'm just i'm just saying jerry is not he's definitely not uh blameless in the situation he's not a victim however she is a straight up bitch. Oh, um and maybe it works for some people like that though you know one person is very bossy they need to be in charge they need to have someone that they can basically sort of slightly abuse (laughs) and then the pathetic i mean jerry ain't working he is someone who's unemployed insecure he is not a prize not at all you didn't have one kid by him you had two and the second is a little um, you know, special. There are ten million, 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 million particles in the universe that we can observe. Your mama took the ugly ones and put them in the wonder. When Jerry decides to go with Beth when she's gonna go out to dinner, he's like, Look, I gotta go save my marriage. My my gawking, that's on you guys they go crazy and mutiny against each other because each wrapped the other into the situation and so they think maybe they could just kill each other (laughs) to fix it (laughs) and then one of the misc's finally figures out let's just kill him so they storm the restaurant kidnap some folks at gunpoint and he's like look i'll work on my golf game oh we're well past that rick <laughs> or jerry <laughs> but uh beth is able to get a hold of her husband force him to comply and in doing so he gets the me seeks to disappear one lady's like what the fuck is going on there's a stickler in me seeks who wants to know about his shorthand. She's like, what about your shorthand? He put a knife to her throat. He's successful. He kisses his wife, and they're like, we'll take our check for our meal to go. No, you won't. The police are on their way. They have so many questions. <laughs> and then the post-credit scene which oh crap i forgot to tell shy there's post-credit scenes shy there's post-credit scenes um two of the villagers find the photographs belonging to king jellybean and they're just like burn them because the image of the the ruler is better than the truth yeah that's that's a lot of history isn't it and then we move on to rick potion number nine Morty really wants Jessica, but Jessica has a boyfriend (laughs) who says, I throw balls far if you want. (laughs) Good words, date a languager. (laughs) So stupid. I gave this episode an 8.4 out of 10 just because it was just so gross. I can't. Mm -mm, That was too much um and especially after after the rona it it hit even worse because it really starts off with morty being like okay so love in your opinion rick sucks it's just a thing people tell themselves so that they can mate (laughs) it's very intense at first and wanes over time uh all marriages are doomed to fail Mine dead your parents are going to <laughs> i mean he was breaking it down to him in the worst type of way uh both summer and rick t- uh summer and morty were like grandpa you can't talk about our parents like that uh i gave birth to her so yeah i can make fun of the fact that she's probably being <laughs> he just basically was fucking with uh jerry it's like you want to be the man of the house but you're never a man oh. Oh. Yeah. and boy did he take that lesson to heart that was one of the best parts of the episode because once uh he gets his love potion what did he call date rate juice <laughs> and i'm i and he's right i mean yes rick was doing very irresponsible science because he just didn't give a fuck but at the same time morty started this trying to brainwash a girl into having sex with him (laughs) so it started in a pretty pretty morally corrupt place um so he asked for the rick love potion like it's safe but he forgets to mention the thing about the flu they're having an anti-flu dance he finds out from summer that she didn't go to the dance because everyone had the flu jessica in particular has the flu why and they and that's what he was the principal was saying like if you have the flu do not come to the fucking dance (laughs) you wouldn't bring dead babies to pass (laughs) over uh so it starts off good because jessica falls for him but then she sneezes on brad i'm guessing is his name i laughed so hard when he started to get in a fight in the principal and the coach both took him off like oh no you have a game (laughs) he sneezes and the the virus now goes airborne the flu now mingled in with the love potion uh she was being real nasty on the dance floor like give it to me right here right now he's like can we go somewhere private then everyone is in love with him and they start to chase him rick saves him he's like you could have told me that jessica had the flu. these are very important things for me to know but i also already whipped up an antidote don't ask me don't ask me how actually i am going to tell you it's praying mantis the minute the minute he said that i was like what you just you yeah he really didn't care he's like i i, I don't want to care about this um you're asking me about love you want to fall in love with this jessica because he's like i don't want any other girl i want jessica <laughs> that is a little creepy morty a little creepy Uh, They turn into mantises, but they all still want Morty. But now they want him in a semi-homicidal type of way. They want to fuck him, but also rip his head off. Summer sees this all going down on the news. She then tries to escape, or she does escape. Jerry turns into a badass. He gets approached by some Cronenbergs, and he takes a shotgun and says, Nobody's killing me until i catch my wife cheating. he then gets to the clinic where beth is being sexually propositioned by brad is that his name i don't remember i feel like someone's name is brad uh unfortunately or fortunately because she turned him down but he then started attacking her because he had the virus rick did let the audience know that the family members are immune to to being turned and then uh jerry comes in with a shotgun and an attitude <laughs> his inner beast has been unleashed he's like you want a man i'm gonna show you a man we
1: gonna rock. We gonna-
0: They then find Summer after they start making out. She's like, Y'all are gonna act like I'm not here. Basically, that's that's the benefit of you being our child. <laughs> Versus Morty who needs some attention. <laughs> uh, Rick fails twice to fix his mistake and he eventually realizes, yeah, okay, so this is so my bad, but this that's when they have that argument um he tells him look i got one final solution we think that everything's working out because everything's gone back to normal the paper says the mutation is gone they pull into the garage he asks for a screwdriver he finally gives him the screwdriver and then there's an explosion and they are dead oh my god wow oh my god the rick and morty we have been following (laughs) show up and morty's like what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck (laughs) i did not blame him he's like what is happening so the the last resort was going to an alternate Alternative dimension to take over for the lives of the two Rick and Morty's that have died in this particular alternative alternative. I cannot say that word right now. <laughs> Reality. Uh Rick said a very poignant statement. Just think if I hadn't fucked up so much, this would be us right now. Which is a whole I mean this I felt so bad. I felt so bad. <laughs> morty at this ending because nothing or because he's no longer living in his reality anymore not his original reality he's living in a reality that that very much is the same but not uh because we see in the post credit scene that both jerry beth and summer are happy uh in this post-apocalyptic world without Rick and Morty so there is this idea that things happen for a reason and that Rick and Morty are in time are a a certain type of duo that exists outside of the family but now that that's even more of a reality so yeah it was a lot for poor little Bordy to take in. Look on down from the bridge. It's
1: still raining up
0: here. Everybody... They then do a whole nother meta version of two Cronenbergs that are Rick and Morty they come from Cronenberg world to live there on the Cronenberg planet because their home world was inhabited by Cronenbergs and then they accidentally transformed them into normal people so there's this idea that this there's this never-ending paradoxical circle of events to play out in the universe so I thought that was pretty pretty damn uh, cool to to navigate in a story arc but it was also very disgusting <laughs> it kept being even more disgusting i don't like animals it's it, ew. just ew 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 and the next two episodes uh one of them i will not be watching <laughs> I'll let uh, Mimi or Shy give her feedback for that episode, but I will not because of of one thing, and I'll tell you what it is on the next episode. Speaking of Shy, we do have feedback, so let's hear what she has to say regarding five and six. <laughs>
1: Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am back to give my feedback for Rick and Morty, episode five and six. I am stoked because I feel like I'm getting back on track. Got off to a slow start this weekend, but I'm finding my groove. I watched these two episodes and I'm ready to give you my thoughts on them. I did The Flash. I did Raised by Wolves. After this, I'm going to watch Southland, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. As for these two episodes, I'll I'll say I liked the the second one, um, episode six, better than episode five, even though I enjoyed both of them. But yeah, episode six had me cracking up. I'm like, what is wrong with Rick? That man is a trip. But anyway, but I'll start off with episode five. This is the, um, Mr. Meeseeks one where <laughs> you would think that the request that, um, I, I, why can't I remember their names? The wife and daughter, Beth and um, the daughter, um, may would be the more complicated one for Meeseeks. But yeah, he breathes through those or it breathes through those real quick. But the... <laughs> Taking two strokes off of uh, Jerry's golf game was uh, a <laughs> ended up being an impossible task, and so the Misi kept generating another Misi to help with the other Misi, <laughs> and so it became this thing. So that one was funny, and of course, then they turned on Jerry, and yeah, it was that was hilarious that part. I think that um that was the funnier part of the two. Um, but yeah Rick and Morty that was still their little adventure was still funny up until the end I mean I felt like in, in these two episodes poor Morty was just so traumatized I feel so bad it's like he's such a, he's a kid and he's you know first he had to kill his family who were zombies or clones or whatever in that in episode five and then he got traumatized with the Mr. Jellybean who was a ends up being a pedophile and then who ends up being a king of the of the the giant people or the normal people i think um anyway i was like my goodness of course <laughs> as they go back to their reality rick shoots the king <laughs> so yes he got some revenge but yeah the whole jerry and the mr. me mr Meeseeks that was funny um, him, had them all disappearing. When uh, I'm say I'm gonna say Beth. If her name's not Beth, uh, I apologize. But the wife, um, ends up just snapping, and uh, while they're in the freezer, and just getting him to getting him to get it together with his golf stroke, and uh, he was able to do it. And then the one that came but stayed behind, someone. Like, what about your short? Sure, sh- your short game. <laughs> as they turn on him so i thought that was funny as for episode six like i said i enjoyed this one a lot more but um i'm like but towards the end i just felt so bad for morty it's like like i said the first episode of the no, episode five you know we got to see you know him expressing how much it bothers him some of their adventures and then in this one um we got him wanting to give a loaf potion to um tiffany whatever her name is the girl the girl at school and um yeah so we see that and then of course that went way <laughs> that went completely out in left field as, as per usual for those two <clears throat> we see um jerry and beth um which i'm like didn't i just spend the last episode being lovey-dovey and, you know, they couldn't get enough of each other. And then it's, it's just the very next episode, we have the, you know, Jerry being insecure and thinking that she's cheating on him and scared that she might leave him. So I'm like, I thought, I'm not to say it was completely resolved, but I'm like, y'all were just, you know, making things happen in the last one. And so that was a little bit jarring for it to go to from that to what, this episode. Um, <laughs> and so we got that. So of course like i said the love potion goes crazy because she ends up having the flu spreading the whole thing so i mean it's just funny because we you know in the world we live in today uh obviously this was done years ago prior to COVID times and so it's just so relatable now you know it's one per you know how it spreads <laughs> how the virus spreads and it just takes a uh takes on a mutation the more you try to contain it or cure it you know that kind of thing so i thought that was funny um in regards to that but of course we got rick you know talking about uh, you're not going to believe this because it's never it's usually never happens i'm like really seems like it happens every episode <laughs> and then we got the, the freaky principal talking about some i right, we agree to a three way i'm like lord have mercy this is this dude anyway you get jerry being his extra self like i said going to the gavin guy i um, thinking she's cheating on him with the gavin or davin or whatever his name was and then he turns into another one of those people that can't <clears throat> have to have morty and i'm like was none of them concerned about where morty was <laughs> at any of this <laughs> and so you know here jerry's talking about you know turning into mad max <laughs> Um, in the, in the ap- apocalyptic times, I'm like, oh my God, this turned real quick. <laughs> like 24 hours, or less than 24 hours. It went from a normal <laughs> suburban society to apocalypse. <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, Jerry talking about, no, don't thank God, thank me. I'm the one killing everybody. <laughs> or something along those lines. I'm like, oh Lord, here he goes. He is too much. But, uh, of course, Rick and Morty doing their usual banter back and forth. You know, this is your fault. This is your fault. And I thought it was funny when he's like, you wanted me to create a roofie for that girl? <laughs> it's like, yeah, when you think of when you say it that way, it's kind of, that's basically what he did. He was trying to roofie that girl. Um, so, yeah, not exactly uh, on the... Not on the up and up, you know. Can't you know? He was right. You know, not who are you to try to take the high road? Y'all are both messed up, <laughs> what y'all are doing. But <clears throat> of course, we got the end when they, the the Rick and Morty of some multiverse, some Earth was killed, and they took their place. And that's what I'm saying. Like poor Morty. I mean, like the, the, he was like totally PTSD type stuff going on, just traumatized beyond belief. And so I'm like, uh, I don't, I mean, it's a funny episode and I enjoyed it. But that last part kind of put a somber tone on it because, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, it's, the kid was traumatized. He looks traumatized. I mean, your other life is over and now you have to assume the role of these people that are your family, but not your family. There's some, the that person that you, that Rick and Morty that you... Or buried their family and of course they do it in the Whether well, they in the backyard i'm like really you're gonna bury this in the backyard anyway so those are my thoughts i enjoyed this this is such a good show to watch when you just want something light and fun and just a little bit crazy and ridiculous so that's all i have for this one on that note until next time much love peace and back on magic queen of the couch shy
0: that was shy on these two episodes i'm glad you're enjoying the show that you're continuing to enjoy the show uh yeah once you get over the nastiness of the first two episodes i think I, i brought that up the last time it does uh become a lot more complex and it definitely starts taking turns in these two episodes and as far as the whole dynamic between beth yes you are saying her name correctly summer is the child (laughs) the other girl who has more of a speaking role later on but i didn't realize how much uh she has a non-entity role in these first uh five episodes but uh yeah other than performing jaws you have that moment where he asks do you still love me which is never a question I mean, if you have to ask, then <laughs> oh, I feel that things are not in the best of place is. Um, and she's like, look, I am sort of kind of having this conversation with you, which means I sort of still care, which means I sort of still love you. Um, he's just way too insecure. And he 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 latches on to her and then she i mean like all marriages right where things are going good and then all it takes is one or two things to go off the rails and or stress and you're back to that place especially if you're in a, a semi-unhappy marriage where you know you're like okay what the fuck am i doing um as far as being more to being traumatized yeah uh i also think it's a very very uh, telling insight into rick as well because he is someone who morty's just now being exposed to this he's been living in this world for a very long time so when he hear when he has such very cruel things to say part of that desensitization desensitization is that the right word um being desensitized is the fact that he's dealing with stakes that aren't quite that are and aren't right? I mean, what is what are you in a universe that is infinite? What are what are your thoughts and your feelings and your, your familial bonds? Uh, in comparison with the vastness of things that most people just can't even possibly understand, it's a lonely universe for, for Morty or for Rick. And I think that he takes a certain pleasure in the simplicity of his grandson that has this rather naive based uh, affiliation with the world that he cannot possibly relate to. And I love how the show leans into that and they start that conversation very early in the series uh and then they just keep picking up and building on that and that is our feedback for episodes five and six hopefully i can get her to watch seven and eight <laughs> or at least seven um in the next week so that we can get that out to you because i am going by when when homegirl because it's a prn show Uh, is able to watch it with her fresh eyes at least until we get to season three i think that's when i start don't remember nothing because i didn't get past i think pickle rick so season three episode three is where i i left off so if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercatch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic